This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. I really, really thought that we were going to have to do an emergency Rico Bronia and we were going to have to talk about Brandon Nimmo being out for the season. That's what I honestly thought. Late Friday night when Brandon Nimmo down in Florida at a spring training game awkwardly slides into second base, and I could have sworn his ACL was gone. So if we had done a podcast on Friday night, and I was thinking about it, I was so close to calling up Pete saying, let's do it. Let's be ahead of the curve here as opposed to the Diaz injury. I think we would have written the obituary, uh, obituary, whatever, for Brandon Nimmo's season. But luckily, sometimes we get good news. And we got great news about Nimmo. It's just a sprain of the knee, a sprain of the ankle. So we'll talk about that, plus many other things, including how the New York Mets topped themselves with their season ticket holder gift in 2023, plus a six-man rotation, more fallout from Edwin Diaz's injury, and a lot more on today's Rico Bronia. But the Nimmo thing was scary, man. It really was. On Friday night, the Mets are playing an exhibition game. I don't know how many people are watching it. They've got Gary Apple and Todd Zeal doing the call. No offense to them, but, I mean, when it's Gary Apple and Todd Zeal, they're telling you nobody cares. You got Team USA playing in the World Baseball Classic. So if you're a baseball fan, diehard baseball fan, maybe you're watching that. I don't know if you're watching the Mets play a spring training game. And I happen to be flipping around. I was doing my flipping abilities and I flipped over and saw them playing the replay of the Brandon Nimmo injury. So I very quickly rewind it because everything's on DVR and I saw it and I was sick to my stomach. And there's a few reactions you could have. Number one, your reaction could be, are you, are you freaking kidding me? Like, what are we cursed? The hell is going on? Your second reaction could be, calm down, we don't know, let's wait for the MRI. And the third reaction, and I, even though I believe this, and I understand this point of view, I didn't want to get involved in this. 
And that's the idea of using Nimmo getting hurt in a spring training game to kind of fight with those that are anti-WBC and compare it to Edwin Diaz. And the reason why I don't want to do that is because it's stupid. Like, we get it. You can get hurt anywhere. You can get hurt in Florida. You can get hurt in the WBC. You can get hurt playing baseball. You can get hurt walking into your locker room. Ask Mike Soroka. You can get hurt doing a million different things. And we all know that. So I, what I saw, and I quickly shut down social media, was using Nimmo's injury as a justification of, you see, WBC is not too bad. And look, I don't think the WBC is bad. So I'm not like trying to argue that point. I'm just trying to say, are we really going to do this? And then Altuve gets hurt the next night, or that night, I should say. Oh, no, it was the next night because that was Saturday. And it goes back to WBC is evil. <laughs> so no, ma no matter what happens, whether a guy gets hurt in spring training or a guy gets hurt at the World Baseball Classic, we're all just arguing with each other about what injuries are okay. All injuries suck. And all injuries are fluky. That's the other thing. Brandon Nimmo was sliding into second base. He's done that a million times. And every single time, he doesn't walk away with what appears to be a scary injury. Guys jump up and down all the time. And 99.9% .9 of the time, they're not working, walking away with a season-ending injury. Guys get hit by pitches all the time. Just ask the New York Mets. But not all the time do you have a broken thumb. And that's what befelled Jose Altuve. And he's going to miss six to eight weeks. And that sucks. We all know that sucks. Whether it's in Florida at a spring training game or in South Florida at the World Baseball Classic, it all sucks. So I'm not engaging in this cesspool argument about injuries, and that's okay, and that's not okay. They're all terrible. They're all fluky. And the truth is, as a baseball fan, we're just praying to the gods of baseball that we don't have a lot of them because it's very, very difficult to overcome them. And what went through my mind when Nimmo went down, and I think I have a sane brain to discuss this now with Pete and everybody else, is that Brandon Nimmo going down and missing significant time feels like the most damaging injury the Mets could have. And hear me out on this. I believe if Francisco Lindor is hurt, and it's bad, don't get me wrong, if Lindor is hurt or Alonzo's hurt, I feel like there are internal options that will never be as good but can have an opportunity and at least be somewhat productive. You know what I mean by that? Like Lindor goes down. We all fell in love with Ronnie Mauricio. He gets his chance. And who knows? Maybe he wins rookie of the year. Never going to be as good as Lindor in all likelihood, but you could at least sell yourself on, hey, Mauricio gets a shot and he plays great. Pete Alonso gets hurt. Maybe you can sell yourself on, Brett Beatty moving over to play first base or Mark Vientos getting an opportunity or even Francisco Alvarez getting an opportunity. I feel like the Mets lack of depth in the outfield, especially center field. And the fact that Nimmo is such an on-base machine, he's an engine of this offense, I feel like he'd be more difficult to replace. And that's not to say that if Lindor or Alonzo got hurt, it wouldn't be a big deal. Of course it would be a big deal. They're all big deals. Jeff McNeil gets hurt. It's a big deal. But I think when you look at the lack of outfield depth the Mets have, where think about what their outfield is right now, assuming everybody's healthy. 
Mark Canna is not a guy you want playing 160 games. Mark Canna in an ideal world on a really good team, I, I wouldn't call him a fourth outfielder. I'd call him a third and a half outfielder. Like he could play a lot, but you don't necessarily want him every, every single day. That's your left fielder. Your right fielder, we love Starling Marte, but he's coming off surgery during the offseason. He missed time last year due to injuries. And as he gets older, there's a fear of, hey, we got to keep this guy healthy. And him spending a few weeks on the injured list doesn't feel like a shock. Your fourth outfielder's Tommy Pham. I really don't have to elaborate. It's Tommy Pham. I love Tim LaCastro. He's had a good spring training. It's Tim LaCastro. And then the things I've suggested a lot features infielders playing the outfield, whether it's Jeff McNeil or it's Brett Beatty or it's Eduardo Escobar. They don't have a lot of outfielders. They're prospects that are on the way up. They're not outfielders. So as I went to sleep on Friday night, I don't know if I just wanted to depress myself even more, but I was basically convincing myself that Brandon Nimmo is the most significant Met, that they can't afford to lose him. Not because he's their best player, but because I feel replacing him seems to be impossible. Now, the good news is they don't have to replace him for any long period of time. This feels like it's a short-term injury. He's confident he's going to play opening day. I'm not confident he's going to play opening day, and that's not the end of the world. I went to bed Friday night, Pete, and I said to myself, if he's available by May 1st, that's a victory. That's what I was telling myself Friday night. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Well, listen, I thought that he was uh, uh, done for the season as well, just because it's one of those things where, dude, you're right, he slides a thousand times, but that looks so bad. I don't know if, as far as you say he's irreplaceable, I, I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if there's one single person on this team that's irreplaceable. I really, I really don't think that. I mean, you look at the Grom last year; we felt the same way. And the Grom got injured six days before the season, so it was less time to scramble to get things together. I'm not saying there's ever a good time for injury, but I'm glad it happened now in spring training, so we could figure it out and get get things done. Like Edwin Diaz, by far, that is the worst thing that can happen. He's out for the season, but we have three weeks to fix it. So, like Nemo getting hurt week to week, it's fine. And I think LaCastro will be fine. The one thing about position players versus even a closer and certainly a starting pitcher is that a position player affects you every single day. You know, when you're a starting pitcher, even in a healthy season, you're making 30 starts. That's what I like to think now. I don't even think it's 32, 33. I say it's 30 starts. If If you make 30 starts, you pitch the full season. Well, think about that. That's only 30 games that are being affected. Now, you could argue, well, days after being affected, because if your starting pitcher gets knocked out in the second inning as your replacement for Jacob DeGrom, that's affecting your bullpen the day after and the day after that. It's totally a fair point. So you could argue, yeah, there are a few other games that are impacted. But as much as I love Jake, and I obviously Scherzer and Verlander are incredibly important to this team, I could talk myself into how you can overcome missing a starting pitcher obviously it becomes two three four starting pitchers that's a problem so i'm always partial to the everyday player 
because they impact you every single day. And, and to me, it's just the fear I have about this outfield. It is not a deep position group for this team. It, it just isn't. And, you know, we haven't seen Beatty play the outfield. Escobar is not going to play the outfield. So really, it's Jeff McNeil. Whenever we talk about an infielder in the outfield, it's Jeff McNeil. And he's fine out there. He is. But the outfield unit can be scary because Starling Marte, you have to try to keep fresh. Brandon Nimmo has always been injury prone until this past year. 2022 was the first time Brandon Nimmo was even able to get to a full season for the most part. I think he had one other year in his career where he was relatively healthy. So it's more the position group and my fear of, wow, if you're down Nimmo for a month or you're down Marte for a month, and dare I say, you down both, how the hell do you replace those guys? And that to me is what's scary and why I kind of, I move Nimmo up a few notches in terms of, okay, who's the most valuable guy to this team where they can't lose? I get that part. I understand that. And you're right. The, the, the one thing is you keep on going back to the depth is all mid, middle infielders or, or infielders, I should say, between McNeil and Beatty. So that does suck. And I'll tell you this much. I watched the game today with Canna at center field, and that cannot happen. Like, he misplayed a couple balls, and it was scary sight. So you, you got to okay. keep him left field. <laughs> all right, so, so then let's – Let's look at it this way. So Brandon Nimmo is saying, hey, I'm confident I'm going to be ready to start the year. But he acknowledges, even if he does play opening day, he's not going to go out and play seven straight games or eight straight games because the Mets open the season with eight consecutive games. So the Mets are going to need various guys to play center field. And let's say Nimmo is being too optimistic and he misses the first two weeks of the year. Not the end of the world, but he's out for the first two weeks. You've declared, and I'm not even arguing with you, I don't want to see Mark Cannon in left field, uh, in center field. Okay. Do you want to shift Starling Marte back to center, especially coming off of the injury that he's come off of? Probably not. So now we're talking about Tommy Pham and Tim LaCastro. I mean, that's that's who we're talking about as the replacements, replacements for Brandon Nemo. Yeah, that's probably what it's going to be. Because, And again, like I've said this before, I think Marte is really – actually a great fit at right field i think his arm is great i think he takes up a he plays a really good right field it takes up a lot of ground over there like castro has a speed difference i think so he can cover ground in this it's in center field and help over there his arm's not as strong if i'm correct uh so it's the castro fan but i'd have to give the nod to la castro for now but you're right there's no other option that's basically it you're gonna play darren ruff left field no, no. So my my number one option, uh, and it would certainly be peak offense, but not peak defense, would be this is how Brett Beatty makes the team. This is how Brett Beatty is now in the lineup, that Brett Beatty plays third base, Eduardo Escobar plays second base, and Jeff McNeil plays left with Mark Hanna in center. And it's not a good defensive outfield. I acknowledge that. It's probably not going to play nine innings because if you have a lead late, a lead late you're making defensive changes, which is fine. I don't think it's a big deal. So your best option offensively, we're just looking at the offense, is that you're essentially replacing Brandon Nimmo with Brett Beatty. If you say, no, 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 I, I don't want to do that defensively, then to me, it's Tim LaCastro. Tommy Pham is what he guy, guy was crappy last year. He's 35 years old. Like, LaCastro at least brings another element to this team. The speed element. He's out a great camp which I think has to be rewarded. I, I We can't look at 
spring training numbers and say it's the end all be all. I we all understand that, but Tim LaCastro's hitting 350. I mean, so he's earned it. He's earned that opportunity. But I think if you're looking for defense and you're looking for sturdiness, you play LaCastro or Fam. I prefer LaCastro in center field. But if you're looking for the better lineup, there's your opportunity for Beatty. And it goes back to what I said about LaCastro. Beatty's at a big camp. And assuming they're not viewing Eduardo Escobar as not the everyday third baseman, Beatty can get at bats because of Nimmo being out, where Beatty's his replacement. Not obviously playing center field, but he's the bat replacement. Beatty third, Escobar second, McNeil left. You're outfield on opening day. McNeil, Canna, Marte. Let's go.